Hello and welcome to another episode of Saturday Night Slamcasters. Today is Saturday, September 24th, 2022. And um, yeah, a lot of stuff going on this week. AEW has some uh, fantastic show. Well, show at the time we're recording this show. This is their grandstand, Grand Slam week. Um, very happy about some things that happened on the show. Not happy about some other things. <laughs> uh, WWE had a meh week this week. NXT, meh this week. Uh, New Japan, yay, nay. Come In the middle. Day. In the middle. All right, let's go ahead and get started. You want to start with WWE? What's going on? Well, we got to tell the people who we are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to get into it. It feels like it's been a long time, man. These every, like, three-week episodes is, like, just get me out of my flow. <laughs> I'm your one and only reigning, defending, three-time Hall of Famer. That's right, WPW, ICW, and Mondo Lucha Hall of Famer, the X-Men, Dave Rimmelstaff. And everybody's favorite narcissist, the natural Chris Black. And that's it. It's just two of us today. I know you guys are so excited. We don't have a third guy here yet. Well, he's here. We just, we guess, muted his mic. He's a little, on a little bit of a timeout. Yeah, I think he had that granular vaginitis once again, so. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to get himself out of the contract. He's going to have to buy himself out. That's true. That's true. I'll loan him. <laughs> <laughs> Totally okay with that. <laughs> oh. All right. I guess I guess we should do some church announcements. Yeah, what you got? Oh, Legacy Pro Wrestling will be returning to the root root person. Wow. We're returning to Buena Vista Banquet Hall located on 76 in Oklahoma on Black Friday. That is going to be eleven twenty-five. Um the uh that whole show is going to be based around the Black Friday Battle Royal, where that winner gets the challenge for any championship in Legacy Pro Wrestling. So somebody may decide to be froggy and leap after my Legacy Pro Wrestling heavyweight title. They could go after Reedus, Atlas's uh, next-gen title. They could go after the family's uh, tag team title. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, make sure you get your tickets. Tickets are available at LegacyProWI.com. Um, and facebook.com forward slash legacy pro w what you got going on well for those of you who have not been paying attention to what's been going on in river city championship wrestling you are speaking to the winner of the river rumble seven which means that i have won a title shot that's supposed to happen in 2023 but my advocate vic the stick ross has issued a challenge to the champion skits. Fuck that. We're not waiting until 2023. I want my title shit. Wow. I want my title shot now. I'm not waiting. So we're waiting to hear back from skits to see if he's man enough to take up, take up my challenge and face me on October 14th. So if you're not paying attention to River City Championship Wrestling. You can go to their webs, their Facebook page and see the challenge that Vic has dropped. And we're just waiting for skits to reply. Um, so if that happens, expect me to be taking on skits in a match on October 14th. 
But one week after that, we are going to be at the championship Riverside Resort for the Gilbert Brown Foundation uh, guest show. I mean, I'm sorry, the guest special guest for that show will be the one and only Ric Flair. Again, that's happening on October 22nd. So looking forward to that. Uh, Legacy will be, of course, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. But you always mention Legacy, but you always don't mention what else you're doing. Any other shows you've got booked? Yeah, so uh, I was actually going to bring up that uh, there's a new up-and-coming company that I work for, that I work, well, I work for, and I'm working, um, that I want to give a shout-out to, and that's going to be Racing Championship Wrestling. Uh, they got some really cool stuff going on over there. Uh, the two people that run it are really passionate about the wrestling business, and I really like that. Uh, they're open to suggestions. They want to do the best they can. They've put on some really, really good shows lately. This past weekend, they were, uh, we were at the uh, Party on the Pavement, which is a, and I, and I, shit, I shit you not, 12 block event. Good Lord. <laughs> so, like, pretty much all of downtown wrestling was blocked off, and um, we did a uh, wrestling event in front of the pub on Wisconsin. Um, and that's a great place too. Like, uh, you know, they they gave me swag to where I made my ring announcing debut because they needed a ring announcer. So I, I ring announced for them, and I actually was pretty good at it. <laughs> but I'm gonna be wrestling for them on October 29th. This is gonna be at the uh, King Center uh, in Racine. So uh, you definitely want to. But say uh, Milwaukee. Oh, in Racine, not that, one, not that King. Center. <laughs> I'm not saying racing is a better one, but it's better than. So who runs that promotion? If I may ask, or you don't want to divulge that on podcast. Uh, a guy named Robbie Shaw. I believe is his name. Um, and then um, a girl named Lena, who um, I don't know if you know her. We'll we'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we also got Mondo Lucha coming up in October. Um, that's going to be a fantastic event. Can't wait for that, too. Uh, and then I think that's it for me. I'm going to be going to check out some shows. Like, I'm going to be going to Squared Circle Megastars. I'll uh, go social support there. Um, I'm going to try to see if I can get out there to that Ric Flair show. Because that sounds like a really cool show. So, plus, who knows when I want to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow is not promised. Not saying that I, I think the Red Nature Boy is going to go somewhere, but you never know. I at least want to say, hey, 2022, I got to meet the styling, profiling, limousine riding, jet flying. <laughs> Mr. Was it Magic Mountain? No, Space Mountain himself. Oh. Yep. What is, was it? Uh, uh, longest line. <laughs> longest ride longest line shortest ride <laughs> there we go that might not be it either that sounds right right i don't know if you want to start proclaiming that but anyway <laughs> let's get into some of this professional wrestling news 
Not even news. Let's just let's just jump right into WWE. It's terrible if you have a short line and a short ride, but you then you want don't want a long line and a long ride too. That's like all day, right? Yeah. Fuck don't lines. Pretend, pretend. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking. Hold on. Now, speaking of waiting in line, let's just jump right to it. Why the fuck is Logan Paul getting a title shot against Roman Reigns? I mean, I I understand. Um, why they're doing it, but kayfabe wise, what has Logan Paul done to earn a title shot against Roman Reigns? He beat the Miz. <laughs> okay. He's a he's a former champion. He's a former champion, reality TV star. Has the hottest wife in professional wrestling. He'll tell you that. I say debatable, but. <laughs> uh, I, I, to be honest, I just think, I think right now, I think, I, I think, I think, but I think I know what Triple H is doing. He's, he's grooming those next people to stuff. So right now, in the meantime, we're going to get some random stuff like that. But Logan Paul is, I guess you could say, is the big draw right now. Because a lot of eyes are on. Right. I mean, and no doubt. I don't think I think that Roman Reigns will be able to carry Logan Paul to have a good match. Um, Logan Paul's pretty decent from what we've seen, so it's not like he's terrible. I mean, of course he's green, but he's athletic. He kind of fits the attitude of a professional wrestler, so I think this will be a good match. Very predictable. <laughs> but then again, everything um, involving Roman Reigns lately has been very predictable. And Roman Reigns. <laughs> what kind of match do you have with Logan? That's interesting. You can't give him a whole lot. No. But then at the same time, going all the way to Saudi Arabia, you're in the main event. I'm thinking there's going to be some shenanigans. I'm thinking maybe, um, what's the boxer dude name that's banned in the U.S.? Oh, I know you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Um, that dude. Who punched uh, Austin Theory? <laughs> Tyson, Tyson, there you go. I'm not Austin Fury. Tyson Fury. I kind of merged both their names together. Wait, he's banned in the U.S. I think so. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like this match may have some shenanigans because, like you said, you just can't have Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Yeah, Lo- say what you want about Logan Paul, his athletic background, his boxing background. This is Roman Reigns we're talking about, and there's no reason under the sun, kayfabe-wise, Roman Reigns shouldn't just squash this guy. So it's going to be interesting what type of match these two put together. Um, But I'm seeing a bigger problem. So Logan Paul, again, like you said, there's going to be a lot of matches that you just kind of throw together because A, Roman Reigns can't lose, and B, they really haven't built up anybody worth beating Roman Reigns. And that's the problem that they're going to go into. So I don't know if you've heard, but there's some rumors going around or some talks going on about WWE wanting to have two championships. That is the Universal Championship and the WWE Championship, both defended at WrestleMania. Problem is, both these belts are on Roman Reigns. And A, they cannot have Roman Reigns lose one of the titles because they want him going into WrestleMania strong. So he cannot get pinned but number two you don't want to do anything too predictable i've heard people say 
well, they could do a triple threat match and Roman doesn't have to be pinned. Okay, but everyone will see that a mile away. Someone else said, oh, well, they should be a, um, what do you call it, a ladder match, where, again, Roman Reigns doesn't have to be involved in decision. Again, that's extremely predictable. You know he's going to lose one of those titles. Someone else was saying how they should have WrestleMania, and they've argued that, you know, Okada have done it before, but, like, night one, Roman Reigns could face opponent A, you know, and then night for one belt, and then night B, I mean, the second night, you have opponent B. So I don't know. A lot of people are saying The Rock does not need to have a, a championship involved with his match with Roman. There's a lot. It's just a mess. What, what are you thinking about this whole title situation with Roman Reigns? Have they booked themselves in the corner? You know, I like that option. What was that, D you gave? I, I like that last option. Have him defend it twice. Okay, but... Main event both. I, I, that's probably the... Either way, I mean, if it's if it's for the Universal Championship one night and the WWE Championship the other night, you know he's not dropping both of them. So again, I think that's kind of predictable, and obviously he's going over against The Rock, so that will probably be, well, okay. So here's the problem with that. So let's say, let's say he retains the Universal Championship against The Rock. So do you have him lose on night one and then win against The Rock on night two? going into night two week? Or do you have him beat The Rock on night one and then lose on night two? Well, yeah, we definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, I guess Roman Reigns losing on night one will piss him off going into night two, and then people are going to question, whoa, can The Rock actually beat him, even though we all know The Rock's not going to beat him? But they might throw a little bit of confusion at I don't know what to think about this title situation with Roman Reigns. I'm enjoying the fact that he's being, you know, the double champion and he's the man right now. But we have two shows. It's supposed to be two belts unless they're going to unify the belts. And that's another, that's, that's option E. I guess you want to call it option E. Someone else said that what they should do is they should unify those belts and have that just be like the WWE championship or the WWE world heavyweight championship and then they're just like well then you can create another belt for raw it's just like eh, do you want to do that but i mean i guess in today's in today's wrestling world does it really matter if a new belt comes out of nowhere what they should have done and my apologies did you hear me chewing a second ago no okay <laughs> i didn't remember <laughs> What they should have done, which is I thought they were going to do, is I thought they were just going to end up having just one belt. And if they would have made it one belt, then they could have just said, okay, we're going to, we want to have two championships. We're going to do a tournament for the other. Then you don't have to have really give an excuse for it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like they did when you know, they brought the Universal title. I don't know where it was like, okay, well, we got this one champion. Let's bring up the second one. Let's have a tournament for that or whatever they did for it, which I can't remember. And was that Finn Balor one? Yeah. And hurt himself. Yeah. Well, that's what they should have did. They can't do that now because people will see it coming. But yeah, you, yeah, like you said, they definitely booked themselves to a corner. I'm interested to see how they, how this, 
Or <laughs> option F, they go ahead and merge those titles. You actually have one champion. And that way, when let's say he has a feud with someone on SmackDown, then the titles on SmackDown, what's going to keep people raw occupied on Raw is the United States Championship will be elevated to like the Raw quote-unquote title. You still call the U.S. Championship and vice versa. When Roman Reigns or whoever's the unified champion has a feud with someone on Raw, then the Intercontinental Championship is the highlight for SmackDown. It's the title for SmackDown. So you have like two brand titles, U.S. title, Intercontinental title, and then you have the title that's fought between everyone on both shows. So Again, we've I don't want to rehash that discussion. We've had that before. We're saying that there should only be one title. It shouldn't be two tag titles. Should shouldn't be two women's titles. Blah 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 blah. Um, that's probably, in my opinion, the best option they go. But we both know that WWE doesn't have the balls to have only one champion again. All right, here's an idea I got. Have at the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns defends the title against somebody. It should probably be like a Bobby Lashley or something. Mm-hmm. And his opponent hits him so hard that both of the belts fall out, kind of like when Sonic <laughs> and all the rings go everywhere. And then somebody grabs that other title. So it's like the 24-7. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just picturing, like, Roman Reigns. Hit, having that look like Sonic has, and then the belts just go flying. I was like, oh my god, he's trying to like catch his belts, but he can you know, only get the one that somebody grabs the other. <laughs> <sighs> I'm sorry, that's the way my mind works. Sorry, mm, but um, let's, let's okay, since we're talking about Roman, are we done talking about Roman? Um, I was gonna just go one more direction, but I was gonna actually involve the bloodline because there's some other news that kind of came into exactly where I wanted to go. Probably not the news you're talking about, but I want to talk about this Nicole Sammy Zane Jay Uso. Um go ahead because I'm I, I can piggyback off what you're saying. Okay. Jay Uso and Sammy that what they're doing is fantastic. And you know what? I bet you that came on accident. I don't think this was purposely done initially. <laughs> I think probably Jay legit gave Sammy a look by accident one time, and somebody's like, oh, my God, this is gold. Because <laughs> he be straight bugging Sammy. I love it. He, like, you could tell he don't trust Sammy's hand at all. And I think that's good. I think that's, that's some good, I don't know, sideways storytelling. Like, you know, it, they got their thing going on, but there's some dissension in the group that they can capitalize. And the whole thing with uh, um, Solo Sequoia telling Jay, hey, you know, fall back, coming with me, Sammy. And Sammy like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, Sammy's aim is really just hamming it up as like the member of the bloodline. He is, man. I can't believe, I mean, and granted, this is just a rumor. I don't know. Rumor has it that he may have been El Generico, but El Generico died in a fire. Saving. He didn't die, didn't he? Didn't he leave to go work at an orphanage or something like that? No, I heard that the orphanage was on fire and he saved the kids, but he died. Oh, 
Oh wow! Moment. If that was him, I I just can't believe. It. Like why? Oh, oh. Sammy Zayn is so much. Right? No, there's no way he's El Generico. That's that's one of those weird wrestling. Um, what do they call them? urban legends? <laughs> but you know what? The whole mistrust of um, Sammy could factor into the whole. We're getting war games. And I don't know about you, but it seems like the bloodline with Sami Zayn has five members. So the question would be who, because I mean, who else is going to be in the war games match? Who else has a five man team? It will be a bunch of put togethers. Mm. Um, okay. It's kind of, I know this is another uh, thing on the docket, but I want to tie these two things together. So, rumor has is that our friend, well, my friend, I know you don't care for him too much, The Fiend may be on his way. Oh. Now, there's some rumors that this white rabbit that they keep talking about is going to be carrying uh, cross, and that some of the other characters from the fun house are going to be other WWE wrestlers. So maybe that could be it. So have like the Funhouse versus Bloodline? Why not? Okay. Um, I would like that if, because you just can't have, because otherwise you just can't have Karrion Cross being like the buzzard in some weird ass gimmick and have people not shit on that. I think the only way that would work is if Bray Wyatt somehow, you know, brainwashed these people into acting like members of the Funhouse? You know what I'm saying? I think they'll just be told. I don't think they have to like actually like act like those or dress like those characters because that yeah that would just be dumb. But they can be like, oh, the White Rabbit. That's Aaron Cross. I forgot who the other ones were that people named. But <laughs> I don't know. You got that. Maybe you do Judgment Day because you know you got their heels. Hey, yeah, I know. But you got Finn Balor, you got Damian Priest, you got uh, Rhea Ripley, you got the sub. I mean, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm I'm kind of not bad at his heel. I'm I'm not I'm I'm. Fairly pleased with Dom Dominic's uh, run so far. Maybe it's because the whole thing with Rhea Ripley is what makes it really interesting. Plus, he really has surprised me. Like he's really coming to his own as far as he's all in with this this new gimmick. Now, whether or not he can, you know, cut a decent promo is is another issue. But I'm liking it, and he's probably having the time of his life right now. Doing the whole sub thing to Rhea Ripley, Mama yeah. Ripley. He got even on a fun level. It could be even on a creep. <laughs> I, I, I think he's really enjoying it. I think Rhea Ripley is having fun with it too because she just seems like she's the type of person like, let's make this as creepy and inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, I love the whole whispering in her in his ear, and then he talks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's great. Now, 
Is he still a, what did you call him? Soft body? Soft body, there we go. <laughs> soft body to you. Well, yeah. Oh, shit. Dropping shit. Yeah, I would still say he's still soft body, but at least he's got more of an edge, no pun intended, look to him. Edgy something. Yeah. I, I'm digging the whole, I don't know, he's looking more and more Guerrero to me. I think he needs to be Dominic Guerrero. Or maybe he's Dominic Ripley. I'm not your daddy, but I'm... How did that thunder line go in Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, you not be your father, but I'm damn sure your daddy. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't it, think there's anything else I want to say about WWE. I don't think anything else. Um, I you mentioned at the start that this was kind of a lackluster week for WWE. Are they losing their? I don't. I don't want to sound too definite but i don't want to say like are they losing their their steam with the whole triple h um running things now but it seems like i don't want to say it's business as usual but i feel like this week was kind of stale like i feel like the shows are still watchable um there's still people having some decent matches uh and they're trying some new things so i don't say it I say I don't say like it's bad, but yeah, they're kind of at a low period right now. But I think right now they're trying to figure out what. To do. Okay. Because they're trying to get ready for Crown Jewel, which is early November, but then you've got the uh, Survivor Series right afterwards, and so when you have those things that close, you really can't focus on one. Um, they've got extreme rules also. Crown Jewel and Survivor. Yeah. So I think they they probably should have done one this one because we haven't had a pay per view this. There's supposed there's supposed to be extreme rules coming up before all that. Oh yeah, you got that too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I know one thing I'm not enjoying, and then we can get off of WWE. Dexter fucking Loomis. I'm over this stalking of the biz. It's not interesting at all to me. If I haven't seen it before in NXT several times, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I would say probably the only quote-unquote kidnapping that I really enjoyed is when he took Austin Theory, and then Austin Theory came back and was like, yeah, I just got to eat ice cream and watch cartoons. <laughs> it was like it was really fun. <laughs> well, and speaking of Austin Theory, I know I'm rubbing topics right now, but I'm beginning to feel more and more like they're setting him up to actually have a successful cash in because this dude is losing one too many times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel about Johnny Gargano coming? Meh. Yeah, I don't, I just don't think that, again, I'm not that impressed with Austin Theory. I'm I'm just not. Uh, 
you know I like Johnny Gargano, but ah, oh, god damn it! I think I've been you know brainwashed by Vince McMahon. I'm looking at at Gargano now, and I'm just like, damn, this dude is small. Yeah, he he a little bit. <laughs> so I don't know. Like it's, again, don't don't take this as I'm. I don't like Johnny Gargano. I enjoy Johnny Gargano. I enjoy all of his matches. The fact that he's on the main roster now is just like, can they match? Can they make his matches believable? So, I'm, I'm, let's just say I'm a little concerned about Johnny Gargano and where he's going to go, and if he's actually going to be as big of a player as he was in NXT. I'm just a little concerned. I guess that remains to be seen. All right, do you want to transition into NXT? Yes, go right ahead. All right, so um, there's not really much I want to talk about as far as the shows go because really nothing's really stood out to me to really report on, but um, they announced last week uh, for the one-year anniversary of the debut of NXT 2.0 that they're going to the new, now they didn't say this, but the new logo is black, gold, and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so from what I understand, is everything's still going to have that look for the next two weeks because they recorded the shows already. Um, but then they're going to be changing the look. So I don't know if they're going to go back straight to NXT. I don't think they can, but I think they're going to go that way, but they're going to change something. Like, I don't think we're going to get the black and gold uh, at 100%, but I think we'll probably get it at 80%. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it's the, the white, black, and gold now. So is this NXT 3.0? They're not even called They're not even called <laughs> like, be. Actually, it's like, it's back to the original NXT, because, eh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just, ever since... 2.0. I've totally just lost interest in NXT. I used to watch it, you know, even after the whole "quote unquote" Wednesday Night War thing. Much, it was more like a Wednesday Night battle than a war. But I have not watched an entire NXT show in over a year. <laughs> there was an interview that Triple H. Yes, where he was talking about his plans for NXT. Uh, I don't know if this was the same interview, but oh. he talked about in this interview that, you know, when he's like, NXT had to evolve, so it did, ha- it did have to change. Um, but he, and then he talked about, you know, somebody brought up, well, we hear that change because, you know, you guys lost the Wednesday Night War. And Triple H said, listen, he was like, we, we don't, I mean, we, to a certain extent, we do, but we don't really pay attention to what they're doing. We're, we're doing our own thing. He was like, great. Their main show beat our, our developmental show. Great. <laughs> Which is what I've been saying. I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember that, that interview, or that yeah, interview as well. But a lot of people were also saying, wait a minute, Triple H, hold on, don't pump your brakes. Because there was a time when you were just like, this is our third brand. It was technically their developmental, but come on now. We all know that when they were going up against AEW, they had all the indie talent 
And yeah, some of their developmental people were there, but they were ready. They were main roster ready. So, okay, you can you can say that they got beat by their developmental brand, but I mean, they did beat their third brand. I mean, it's still their third brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, guarantee because there's no way AEW would not have even in you know Vince McMahon era, AEW just would not have beat Raw or SmackDown head on. We we all know this. It still hasn't. Right. So I mean, head on, they definitely wouldn't wouldn't have won. Even be honest. Even be honest. <laughs> I don't know what type of English I'm speaking. <laughs> even with CM Punk coming back, giving them those great ratings for those couple of weeks, Daniel Bryan coming back for those great ratings for those couple of weeks, they still weren't beating Raw and SmackDown. No. So, I mean, it's all right. I, I know, I know, we're getting away from NXT, but Booker T said it best because, and even though I don't like to, when he says stuff on his podcast, nine times out of ten, I really don't agree with it because I feel like he's hating. But there's times where Booker <laughs> says it like it is. And he was a hundred percent on this. He said, "Cause Tony Khan do a little shot at WWE talking about Crown Jewel." And he said, Tony Khan needs to worry about Tony Khan and what's going on in the AEW. Facts. Because you ain't competing with the WWE. Like, and a lot of people have said that, like, you, you aren't on the level of WWE. You possibly could be, but until you triple your rating, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Don't no. Chill out. Worry about you. Right. That's one thing. Eric Bischoff has said a lot. He was like, when you're going up against a competitor, especially one like the WWE, there's, I think he said there's three things you can do. You can be better. What did he say? Try to be better than or equal than. It was like all these three different scenarios. And he said he always wanted to be different than the WWE. So that's why he did the more reality type angle. You know, with the NWO and stuff like that, because that stuff WWE wasn't doing. WWE was kind of being, you know, repo man, all that. <laughs> like the cartoon, I almost said cartoon era, but kind of the cartoon era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To be different than the WWE. And that's what Tony Khan is focused on, because that's what he has. He has a product that is different than the WWE. Stop comparing yourself to them. Don't even look at them as. Look at making AEW the best company that AEW can be. And if you do what you do best, if you, um, uh, what does that call in business? Your core competency? Mm -hmm. Competency. Yes. Focus on that and everything else. Yeah. All right. Back to the next. Hit about to say because I I could I could elaborate, but I think we'll just say that for AEW. <laughs> um. So at the beginning of the show, well, I don't know, I don't know if it's right, at, but towards the beginning of the show, we get Shawn Michaels, and I think this kind of like the first time he's had to like a speaking general manager type role on NXT, right? Uh, and he has he's in the office with Carmelo Hayes. Carmelo Hayes is basically, you know, whining and complaining about what happened 
uh, the, the last week with uh, Solo Sequoia uh, being in the match and, and taking his title. So Solo Sequoia comes in. Basically, Shawn Michaels says, you know, listen, you know, that match wasn't supposed to happen. That wasn't authorized. We're going to take the title back from him. He said he wished him well, you know, on SmackDown, Raw, or whatever he does next. Thank you. And Solo Square was like, see, I told you I was next. Well, Carmelo Hayes, you know, you know salty face. And so then Carmelo Hayes is like, hey, all right, give me my title. And Shawn Michaels is like, no, I'm not going to give you the title. So he is going to be uh, the first competitor in the, I think it's a five-way ladder match that is happening happening in like four weeks at Halloween Havoc. Okay. A lot of people have complained. Why would they give it to Solo Sequoia just to take it off of? Why, why, why? Here's my thought behind it. All right. Now, Solo Sequoia did make a promise that he was next for the North American uh, title. He told him that. I like that they wrapped that storyline up with them. That storyline is done. He beat him. He won. But he's on to the main roster. I don't want him to take that belt to the main roster and it becomes nothing. Because we've seen that so many times with the NXT title. See that alone. He go back. Carmelo Hayes, I think, is on his way to the main roster too. Which I think is another reason why they because if you're going to lose, why don't you lose to somebody that's going to the main roster and you're going to end up on the main roster too, and then you're going to actually continue that storyline if you wanted to. Mm. I just want to say that to all the people that are complaining about it. You know, Triple H has okay. believe in, believe in Triple H. So I'm one of the people that was probably like, this is a dumb idea, dumb decision that they did, dumb move. So you have him beat him one week, and then the next week you strip him of the title. Okay, whatever. I get that. But the reasoning is because he's on SmackDown, and he can't be on NXT with the defend the title. Has that ever happened when people go up to the main roster with the NXT title? Don't they still have to lose that title before? When was the last time someone was stripped from their NXT title because they to the main roster. Nobody's been stripped, but generally the rule of thumb is you lose it right before you go up there or once you get up there because then you come down the next year you're losing it or in the case of Dolph Ziggler, you lose it on the main roster. <laughs> I mean, there's, they could have done something where, um, is the North American title like vital for NXT TV or could he have taken, you know, up until Halloween Havoc, he just doesn't show up and make that part of the storyline. Solo Sequoia is, you know, not wanting to come to NXT. He's got family business to attend to. Hell, have, uh, what's his name, Carmelo Hayes, show up on SmackDown. They don't have to touch. He could just basically keep talking his shit. I want my title back. I want you to come back to the, you know, to NXT, have a match with me. Solo Sequoia can keep kind of like, Brushing him off like, no, not going to happen. And then, I don't know, have Shawn Michaels or someone, because God knows WWE won't mind having Shawn Michaels show up on a SmackDown and tell Solo Sequoia, like, dude, you need to be at Halloween Havoc to defend this title. Otherwise, I will strip you of it. Then get rid of it. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I, I kind of like that cross-branding stuff they do. You know, they did a little bit with Grayson Waller and AJ Styles. 
I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Um, why not? It's your third brand. Right. So why not? If, in case people are, you know, because there's still people that are living under a rock, apparently, and don't know what NXT is. If you're watching SmackDown and you have this guy, Carmelo Hayes, because dude is, he's charismatic. He shows up and he starts saying, hey, you know, you have my, you have the title that belongs to NXT. You're, you know, up here doing family business, blah, 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 blah. I want a match. Basically promote the match. Promote Halloween Havoc on SmackDown. Get more eyes on the product. It's just a win-win. I don't know. But whatever. I don't, I don't book any show. So what do I know? <laughs> I think what they're going to do is somebody else is going to win this ladder match. And that's going to be the start of their push, their journey. Uh, and that Carmelo is going to come on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to do fantastic. Okay. Uh, so they have a tag team. And it's uh, Enofi and Malik Blade. I like these guys. These guys do the job every single week on NXT. Come on. Like, really? <laughs> uh, so there was a ladder match qualifier of uh, Grayson Waller versus Oro Minsa. I don't know who this guy is, but it was a pretty good match with him and Grayson Waller. His finisher, which I thought was pretty interesting, he has you in the corner. He comes running at you and gives you a spinning heel kick in the corner. And that's his finisher, which I guess is kind of devastating because you have no way to go back. So in theory, that should hurt more. But he's the second person that's going to be in this ladder match. And then next couple of weeks, there's going to be some more. Um, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, in the, in the- I haven't seen this, but um, Hiroki Goto in New Japan does the spinning heel kick in the corner. I'm sure he does it better. Chelsea? <laughs> I'll be on my report next week. Uh, main event. Absolutely fantastic match. With two of my favorites from NXT UK, I guess you can say now from NXT since they're both here. Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate versus JD McDonald. You know, JD McDonald is or McDowell or Don, however you say it, McDonald is Jordan Devlin from NXT. These two had a fantastic match. Uh, Jordan Devlin won uh, again, fantastic match. He's now. The number one contender for the NXT Championship, which is still held by held by Braun Breaker, but so this will be uh, the second match that the guys those guys are gonna have. Okay. Uh, so last thing about NXT, I know we were kind of talking about this earlier. Triple H uh, in an interview said basically, you know, they shut down NXT UK uh, because they're going to be starting NXT Europe, I believe, it's in January, and his goal is. They want to have an NXT like Japan, Australia, Mexico, like all over the place, and basically build uh, a network of these NXT worldwide brands, which I always thought was the case. But I'm wondering if it's one of those things that Vince McMahon wasn't necessarily 100% sold on. Now that he's gone, Triple H's like, we're doing it. Well, you got to think about this. Um, as, as, as far as business goes, 
I could see why Vince McMahon was just was not into that idea because you're gonna have to sink a whole lot of revenue or um into these developing brands that's not gonna get a return on your investment. Um sure you're cultivating the next, you know, crop of new guys to eventually go to WWE so it's more of a worldwide, you know, the best of the best worldwide. Um yeah. I can see how that is not going to be again, you're not going to get much of a return of investment if you are putting um, a lot of resources into, you know, NXT Europe, Australia, Mexico, um Japan even though I don't think they're going to get a fo- foothold in Japan, they'd be better off probably in China. Um you know what? I think they're going to try and I I think they're going to get it. I don't know how. I feel like uh nope. I don't think they're going to I <laughs> New Japan and all of them, they're still very, no. <laughs> I don't see Vince McMahon. I, I, I can see how Vince McMahon kind of weaseled. I don't want to say weaseled, but, you know, WWE kind of like snuck into like the UK indie scene and they just kind of took over. I don't think the Japanese are going to sell it like that. I'm not just saying it because I'm a New Japan, you know, follower. I just, I don't see it happening. and. I know you you know you mentioned it, but in that interview, he did not mention NXT Japan at all. You know that's what he wants, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't. I don't foresee a NXT Japan. I just don't. I think they're gonna get blackballed from ever trying to start a developmental anything in Japan. I don't know, man. I think it's one of them things. They pay off the right person. Yeah, government. I, they do something. I, I I think they're gonna try to find a way to weasel. I don't know. No, there's have it that the yakuza, you know, got some ties with oh, certain. Come on, missing. And you know what? They'll probably get backlash from the people and the wrestlers, but. I don't know. It might be one of those things that maybe it won't work out because I can see. Nobody, like you said, getting blacklisted. Like nobody will want to work for him. But then again, money talks. It it does, but I don't know. I don't know if the Japanese wrestlers are whores like the rest of us. But because I mean, Triple H has tossed money. We're not Triple H, but WWE has tossed money at, or you know, offers to like Okada, um, Kenny Omega. A bunch of guys from Japan, and they're just like, nope. Uh, what's his name? Who was in the uh, cruiserweight? Kota Ibushi. And they all said, I'll, I'm good. I'm, I'll pass. But why? You know, it could just be they just don't want to move to the States. Where is the opportunity? Where they... That's true. That's very true. I don't know. I just want this to happen, I guess. That's why I'm just trying to wheel it in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. NXT Canada, NXT Mexico, um, NXT Africa. <laughs> um, NXT Russia. So we don't have to go deep into this, but I don't know. Just first thoughts. Quincy Elliott. Is it Missy Elliott? Quincy Elliott. What are your thoughts? 
I hate it. <laughs> okay. Here's here's the thing. And I'm and I'm trying to think like I, I don't I don't know if I want to be real or if I want to be politically correct. <laughs> so there are oh there are there's three. Okay. Sometimes there are reasons why these stereotypes are stereotypes. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes stereotypes are, are just how people act. And there are some people in the gay community that act like I, I will admit. However, I don't think this is showing the queer community in a good light. His finisher being called the bosom. <laughs> you look up. What? A, <laughs> that is no way inappropriate. That's no way appropriate. I want to know how they greenlit that shit. So they had to run it past somebody. They had no idea what it was. Just like okay, because I mean they they've said back in the day that Vince McMahon would approve something. Just he don't really know what. But is that a is that a black term? I don't see too many white people use the term "bussy." Uh, well, I know in the white queer community they use the long form of that, which would be. Oh, okay. So. I don't think they've combined it. <laughs> a black queer community thing? I don't know. But, yeah. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. Well, like you said, I mean, there's better ways to for people to, to be represented. Um, I mean, he was, he did a, I think it was a promo or something where basically he was talking about fellatio. Jesus I'm Christ. I'm like, that's not cool. That's, that's not cool. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's much. I mean, like, even gold, even with gold, it was always implied and it was <laughs> that over the top. It was over the top, but it wasn't that over the top. It was like, you'll look at it crazy, but you won't be like, oh my God, my children can't be responsible. Well, Goldust was more, like you said, it was more implied. He was more, um, what's the word I'm looking and, for? Andrade. There you go. Uh, who turned on his mic? What's up, everybody? It's your boy, True Element 78, joining the podcast, making it all better for you guys. <laughs> go ahead and continue your conversations about Chris Black being upset that um, his his new gimmick was stolen after he got um, tur- turned into Backwoods Brown Splash Pad at last second. All right, first of all, everyone knows that I do that gimmick way better but anyway well you actually have an action <laughs> kayfabe you pay good money for it too top of the line <laughs> like so is this their answer to like um not that sunny kiss is just like the top like a top guy at AEW, but is this their answer to like sunny kiss like Hey, we we have representation too. Honey, kiss ain't over the top. I mean, okay, 
her butt. You know what I'm saying? And put her butt in somebody. Sunny kiss is not over the top, bro. But Sunny Sunny kiss ain't talking about fellatio. <laughs> ain't talking about. Her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, okay. Why can't there ever be a masculine? You mean we like got, we we have that? Like the acclaimed? Yeah. No. Well, I, that's more masculine than anything. Okay, probably Anthony Bowens. Okay, all right, all right I'll give you that. <laughs> but that's about. But yeah, nah, nah, fuck that. Heidenreich or what was the name? The one that raped Michael Cole back. <laughs> I mean, like you could have guys that you know are um. LGPD or <laughs> yeah, I mean you can have guys that are you know that are out, but they don't have to be like a character on TV, like you know like Kenny Omega and Kodobushi were at one point dating. Yeah, but neither one of them are very you know um what's the word I'm God I'm lost for words today uh flamboyant they weren't like super flamboyant about it. You hell you wouldn't even have known unless you knew. I always thought it was going to be me that get us canceled. What? <laughs> I said nothing wrong. said the L.A. <laughs> Putting dicks on neck. <laughs> but um, I heard, I was listening to you guys' conversation. I did want to, like, throw something out there real quick. Um, I want to send um, our well wishes to, or, like, blessing or whatever prayers to, um, I don't know if you guys heard, you guys were talking about New Japan and WWE in Japan. Did you guys hear about Kushida? Um, finally, he has um, hand, mouth, and uh, foot disease. Yeah, he, he um, I know he pulled out of a couple shows recently. Um, I didn't read it was that. I heard it was something, but I don't, I don't think I read hand, mouth, and foot disease. But yeah, it's no good. That's what it was. So, um, well wishes to him. And also, just to go along with that whole WWE taking over Japan thing, they stick together over there pretty damn well. So WWE can throw as much money as they want to, but I don't think WWE is willing to invest the amount of money it would take because the only way to break into there would be to buy an established Japanese company already. And what talent is really going to work for them, even if they're going to be based in Japan still, based on the way that WWE has always treated the talent they brought in from Japan, it would give them no reason to trust that WWE would handle things respectfully unless they established a team from within Japan who have been involved in the wrestling business there already. So again, that involves them throwing a whole bunch of money at another Japanese promotion in order to do so. Okay. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> Actually, not all. But a big chunk. But yeah, you're right. I... But I think they might be willing to do it. I think the payoff in the long run will be worth it. And then one more thing is um, what you guys were talking about with Roman Reigns. Only way to get out of that is a ladder match. But that's predictable. It's predictable. It's not predictable because you don't know what belt put both belts up there. But the point has always worked. You got to grab both belts. They grab one belt, and Roman can grab the other. The point being that they it's it's predictable in a sense that you know he's losing one of the titles. Well, just because it's predictable doesn't make it bad. In this case, I think it does, because their whole point of them not wanting to lose because they don't want him to look weak. 
But if they're saying we have to get one of these titles off of them, this is going to be seen as a cheap fucking loss. Or just have him build a wellness policy. I mean, or he could just be <laughs> he could just be a heel and be like, you know what, you know the 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 uh, WWE title, the Raw title, just be like, you know what, I don't want this anymore. It served its purpose, and fuck it, give it back. And speaking of the wellness policy, I heard you talking about you want to hang out with Ric Flair. You're gonna um, hopefully he brings some of his wacky tobacco. <laughs> oh, Fre- uh, Flair is down like that. He has his own strand. Oh, seriously? Man. Okay. I forgot what it's called. Might just call woo. And <laughs> the smoking that woo. So are we done with NXT and WWE now? Uh yeah, I sent you guys a message. Read that um before we move on. Um but well actually we can move on. You were well you talked about New Japan already. Uh at NXT. So yeah, so I I I want to do this just transition. Since we're talking about hand, mouth, and foot and diseases and stuff like that, let's talk about that. We have Soraya, a.k.a. Paige, who is all elite. So, you know, we got Ty Conti and Tammy Guevara doing some questionable things on some belts. Now we have <laughs> Soraya in all elite wrestling. So just no belts are safe. <laughs> At first, I'm like, hand, foot, and mouth, where are you going with this? Somebody, somebody put up a picture of her stats in AEW, and it said that she was zero and zero for trio matches. And somebody said, "Oh, Xavier Maddox looks like that's not counting." <laughs> yeah, um, she looked amazing, though. I'll say that when she came out. You know what? I give credit where credit is due. She didn't look like she was dead. Like she didn't WWE. I was like, "Why is she so pale?" She actually looked like she has blood flow to her face. Now. <laughs> that's what happens not on drugs <laughs> damn facts but you want to know something we got Jeff Hardy coming back <laughs> keep those two people separated um yeah I don't know what the plan is possibly going to be it seems like she's going to be wrestling um if she does I think she's going to have the sting role so <laughs> Sting, since he's been in AEW, you can count the amount of back bumps he's taken on one hand. Yeah, I'm Sting. interested. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, now I was just going to say, um, yeah, she's going to be wrestling. People on the internet have coined it as Sting rules, where it's always like a no-holds barred or a no-disqualification match so that he can control the way that he hits the ground, <sighs> not having to actually do actual wrestling. You know what? Okay, so this this next this upcoming statement has nothing to do with the fact that I find Sting to be uh pretty boring as a as a as a wrestler. You just got canceled all around. Like that's a that's LAP, been a known fact about me. The LAP, if the LAPD hasn't canceled, <laughs> again, when I say that he's boring, I don't. I'm I'm not shitting on him at all. Like he's a he's he's a talent. He's he can work. I just find his matches to be boring. But are we, can we be done with Sting in AEW? Is he needed anymore? I've been waiting for the split. I've been waiting for him to put somebody over. I think, I, I think we're done with Sting. I don't think he's needed. He's like, what, 60? Let that man retire. Speaking of retiring, no, this has nothing to do with it. What do you think is going to happen to the House of Black? 
Not at the black. Well, have we even addressed black being gone? No, we haven't. But we do have Chris Black. That might be your spot. <laughs> oh, you roll the right on the wall. That's true. I know. Get my uh, get my agent on that. Man, imagine Chris Black in the House of Black with a guy that looks like Buddy Matthews and a guy that. First of all, I'll be the first to say that, uh, you know, let me set the set the scene for you real quick. So you know, there's an AEW match going on, whatever. Lights go out, lights come back on. I'm in the middle of the ring with the rest of the, <laughs> the House of Black, and the crowd's gonna be like, "Huh? You're gonna get the Marina Shafir." They're gonna be like, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> you'll, get, you'll get maybe a handful of people being like, "Didn't CM Punk cut your hair?" Serena D will come out. But yeah, she's gonna be like, "I stole your spot." And she brought it up. Can we talk about that promo for a second? Why did that meet? Why did that see the light of day? There's no reason that promo should have seen the light of day. <laughs> Unless somebody recorded on their phone. What pro what promo? Marina Shafir was in the ring cutting a promo with Vicky Ferrer. Oh, for fuck's Crap. sakes. Oh yeah, you fuck. Yeah. That that was that was definitely an Xavier Mustafa. They could have just edited that they, they could have just cut that whole interview out. Okay, don't disrespect my promo. <laughs> <laughs> They've been okay. They've been better than usual. It's a respect on my name. They, they've been, they've been. Uh, what was it? MJF said to Willer Yuta that. Uh, oh. <laughs> you went from the charisma of a ladybug to a pet rock or something. Why the fuck did they do that to Willer Yuta? <laughs> he got the Roman. He got the Rock versus Roman Reigns treat. I mean, no, John Cena and Roman Reigns. Well, not even. I mean, Jesus Christ! I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. I just, I just don't. You don't do that unless you're trying to bury the guy. Oh, you know what? That's gonna be a new category: bur- bur- microphone burial. But I, still, <laughs> I still think that's gonna belong to um, Austin Theory and Roman Reigns. And <laughs> like, your daddy ain't here. Because <laughs> he looked like he wanted to. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens also also made Austin Theory cry too. <laughs> That's because uh, you'll never be like me, Kevin. <laughs> that was the weakest. Yeah. Again, not impressed. I will leave my boy alone. <laughs> the next big thing. <laughs> the next big thing. I highly doubt it. Um, just because it's like the elephant in the room. Do you guys just want to just wrap this this elite CM Punk shit up in like five minutes? Like final thoughts as far as I mean, we said what we think should happen, but now that we've gotten more details, if your has your opinions changed, Mustafa, when you posted your post on Facebook, I was tempted to be like, save it for the podcast, but you got some really good responses. Yeah, because I I was actually arguing with somebody on it. Yeah, I know that sounds, but I was arguing in a group with somebody. The reason why I was arguing is because you got these people that are on both both sides, right? And they're on both sides because they have these biases. 
And they're like, okay, I don't care what the other person did and when they did it. I'm for this person. That pisses me off that people can't have a legit argument. Like I said, they both were wrong, but the elite started it. All right. So people can argue all they want. The elite started it. They're the ones leaking information to Melton. We haven't, that okay. has not been substantiated. They're like, they're like oh, proven. it hasn't been proven. It hasn't been proven. Okay. All righty. Well, when you look at things, you have to look at who can, who benefits most from And who benefits the most from those? The elite. All right. So who else at that level would be able to say, oh, he got moved to our face? Hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt. I'm going to interrupt you right there because because just based on the turbulent relationship that those two had and you see that one day he's on your roster and the next day he's not, you don't have to have anybody say it. You're going to think it if you're backstage. Like if one day your friend wants somebody that you're friends with is all of a sudden, hey, we're moving this one guy from this faction to this other show and not continuing his storyline. He'd be like, why? What's changed? What storyline does he have? I'm just saying, as far Cole as... Cole fucking Cabana is nobody. <laughs> I'm not saying. It's, it's fucking Cole Cabana. Well, he was, he was in the Dark Order, wasn't he? He didn't have an actual storyline. There's 30 people in the Dark Order. <laughs> okay, but still, if that guy is supposed to... He, he's been there every single week, and then you show up to work one day, and you're like, hey, where's Cole? And they're like, oh, he's been moved to ROH. The only thing that's changed in the company is that CM Punk is there. You look around and you're like, oh, the fucking CM Punk got this guy moved. Nobody has to start a rumor about that. But you just it's just something that you could just Okay. You could jump. I I get what you're saying, but it's not like CM Punk showed up and a week later Cocabana was gone. Like this CM Punk was in the company for a minute before um Cole Cabana was shuffled into Ring of Honor, but they. But he also wasn't around. He wasn't getting. Well, they. None of the dark. Yeah, but you know what? You want to talk rumors? You know, people's. You know, rumors slash speculation, whatever. Ah, wasn't his contract not going to be renewed? And it took some like begging, possibly some fellatio that got him his job in Ring of Honor. They said. Bucks and them went and vouched for him. Like, why? Why is his contract not being renewed? They they asked those questions. Now, can you say that 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 then they went and leaked? Like, oh, his contract was going to be renewed, and we vouched for him and 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 kept him with the job. But here's that, okay. But the job ended up being an ROH, not an AEW. But here's the thing. Okay, but here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna back up Mustafa for a second. I'm not saying fuck Cole Cabana, but it's just like, is he moving the needle for anybody? No. So if they were not going to renew his contract, that had nothing to do with CM Punk. Right. Exactly. That was a Tony Khan decision. So if you're mad at anybody, be mad at Tony Khan. Okay. The third point that I want to make is that when Hangman Page went out there and cut that ridiculous promo that nobody knew what the fuck he was talking about, when you are supposed to go out there and cut a promo to set up your main event that was coming up that weekend with arguably the biggest star in your company, and you take that opportunity to talk about some shit that 
I don't know. I want to say 90% of the company, but 90% of the, 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 the fans of AEW are kind of smart market. A, a vast majority of your fans don't even understand what the hell you are talking about. That's unprofessional. That's not good business because you're supposed to go out there and put over your match. You are supposed to get people that want to pay money to come see your match with CM Punk and your dumb ass took that opportunity to fucking fucking jag off in the fucking thing. <laughs> as Pukamonga kids, as, as Cornette calls them, goaded you to go out there and do that. Well, you know, these guys... If I was Tony Khan, I would have fucking fired his ass and I would have had fucking Uno wrestle CM Punk, goddammit. <laughs> Tell them how you really feel, Mustafa. <laughs> like, people like... They're ignoring this shit, and they're like, oh, man, CM Punk, he's so hard to work with. They've been poking this man for a month, and he finally says something, and then they retaliate, oh, but but it's CM Punk's fault. And I'm not saying CM Punk was right. CM Punk was wrong because he almost did the same thing Hangman Page did, except that wasn't the time for him to put over his next match. That was time for him just to say whatever. That was more of an appropriate time to make reference to something that was going on than Hangman Page's situation. But it was also months later. Man, I don't know. I, I don't know. We, I, I told you what I would have done. We still don't know what Tony Khan is going to do. Nothing has actually come out yet. Chris Black, I don't know if you got anything. Well, all I got to say is um, I don't see why anyone is surprised now i get what you're saying true element that it's it's not it hasn't been officially stated that anyone was leaking anything but come on now the young bucks um to a lesser extent um adam page um omega yeah a lot of these guys have been kind of you know buck the system buck tradition we're gonna do our own thing anyway we're not gonna follow you know, any perceived written or unwritten rules of pro wrestling, we're going to do what the fuck we want to do. Attitude that they've had their entire fucking career. Mm. I can see, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if they didn't leak some shit. Um, the whole promo about Adam Page, that doesn't shock me at all. Again, these guys are fuck tradition, fuck professionalism. This is how I feel. This is what I'm going to say. And yeah, the Young Bucks or somebody pumped his head up to make that rah-rah speech. This is for, I'm doing this for AEW when it was totally not even necessary because it wasn't part of the storyline. If CM Punk was a heel, that promo would have probably hit different. But yeah, um, I'm with Mustafa. They're the ones who kind of started this whole thing. Yeah, CM Punk didn't handle it the best way, but when you deal with children, sometimes you got to stoop to their level. The only thing I'll say is we heard before that part of the reason CM Punk didn't come in is because he said the Bucks didn't handle business in a professional manner. He's like, we're friends, but when it comes to business, don't I'm not your friend. Treat me like you would treat anybody else that you're trying to bring into your company. So he was remember he remember he said that that it was like an unprofessional way, like it was like text messages and stuff like that. And like it wasn't it, it wasn't being taken serious. So he was like, he wasn't taking the company serious. Like, if this is how you guys are trying to recruit. So based on that past behavior, 
he could assume that maybe they were being unprofessional. But like I said, until the investigation is done, because all the dirt sheet stuff that I listen to, and I don't know who you guys listen to, all of them said they none of them ever spoke to the Bucks about anything regarding mm-hmm. CM Punk. Look, here's the thing about the wrestling media. They will say wherever the fuck that needs to be said in order to get clicks, views, likes, whatever. I could. Did you guys hear the one about um, CM Punk knowing that he was injured? So he talked to Tony Khan and was just like, hey, I'm going to cut this scathing promo so we can kind of excuse or come up with a reason why I'm not going to be here for the next eight months. Of course you didn't. You know why? Because I just made that shit up. Anyone can make some shit up and say, rumor has it. That's what I don't like about the wrestling media. I was going to post a story earlier on the, on the slam board, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not taking these, fuck, these fuckers' words for it at all. They're all like, CM Punk is done with AEW. How you know that? <laughs> How you know that? Now, there is one thing I'd like to add to what I said. If you guys hadn't heard it, you can go listen to it on our last episode that we recorded uh, where I talked about the punishments that I would dole out. Based on everything else that has come out, I'm not releasing CM Punk. Like, I know Xavier Mustafa's of the mindset that everybody should be gone, but I'm not, I'm not letting go of anybody. Like, if you, want, if you want to go, you can buy yourself out of your contract, but I'm not firing. You're going to finish I'll, out. You're, I you're would gonna, let the Bucks go for sure. You're going to finish out. You're going to finish out your contract. I'm not, again, depending on what comes up in the investigation, I'm not letting the Bucks go, and I'm not letting CM Punk go either. Look, you guys are going to have to fucking work. You guys are fucking adults. Work this shit the fuck out. Can we make, do you guys want to make money off of this? If y'all don't want to make money off of this, then okay. But you guys are still going to finish out your fucking contracts. But there's a lot of money on the table right now. So if I'm Tony Khan, I'm going to try to work this shit out. But there are going to be punishments doled out in the form of suspension. Um, the Bucks ain't concerned about making money because otherwise, why would they totally scrub a money-making program with FTR? Yeah, and FTR got fucking cut on um, <laughs> by, by the ass. Which <sighs> <laughs> is something like I, nobody wants to see that match. And we already know. We want to talk about predictable matches. <laughs> Listen, like I said, I'm getting rid of the Bucks. And this is why I'm getting rid of the Bucks. I'm Tony Khan. I'm the owner. I'm the CEO. I'm the CFO. I'm the HNIC of, <laughs> a, of AEW. I hire you two. As my executive, you guys are my number two. And you pull some stuff like this that's going to make me and my company look bad. Y'all got to. I think Jonathan Gresham would disagree that um, he's the NIC of Inc. Right. <laughs> Tony Khan would take exception to that. Too. I don't think he likes it. But Okay, so speaking of Tony Khan, um, his hands ain't clean on this situation either. No. I think he, I think he relishes in. Well, actually, yeah, he said as much that he likes conflict. That <sighs> like he likes the. Look then, okay, it, nah, because he was he was too busy looking like a special needs child instead of someone who was enjoying the the media scrub. He looked fucking lost. And I'm about to just go. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff here saying all the things. Tony Khan, <laughs> one of those people, he does not like confrontation. I don't care what he said. He can use it as an excuse. You don't like it. No, you saw it in his face. 
one of those type of people that'll be like, oh, I'm going to get my attorney to deal with it or I'm going to put it off on somebody no, else. No, 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 no. Personally, yes. Deal with it. When it's directed towards him, like, he talks a big game on social media and he talks like he wants all the smoke. But when it comes to his front door, yeah, he's getting the lawyer. But to see people around him all worked up and riled up, I think he gets off on that. But you know what? If Tony, oh, like, look, I, I'm going to be totally, totally honest with you. I don't know what type of person Tony Khan was prior to AEW. I don't know what type of person he, or what type of image he put out there. But his image right now can't be good. And I guarantee you, if there's, if there's other businessmen or whatever, they're probably laughing at him. Because, so, I'm not one to listen to Vince Russo. I really, I'm really not. But I came across one of his, uh, you know, YouTube things. And they were basically going, him and some other guy was going over all of the, the media scrums, the past medium scrums, medium, media scrums with Tony Khan. And I've never really watched all of them. I've kind of seen, you know, clips here and there. I had no idea dude was acting that big of a fucking mark. Like when he's hugging those guys again, look, I know you said I'm, I'm tonight. I might get us canceled, but he's hugging the wrestlers. Like make a wish. Children would be hugging. Like John Cena is the Drake of professional wrestling. You ever seen Drake at an NBA game? Dude, look, he is so he's been, okay. I hate to say that Vince McMahon is like the the pinnacle of how you're supposed to behave as a promoter or an owner or whatever, but you would have never have seen Vince McMahon at any type of media event throwing F-bombs, dressing the way Tony Khan dressed, looking crazy eyes like he is, looking like he's out of control, like he has no control over his locker room. Right there, we've had Vince McMahon dropping F-bombs. At a press conference? In a press conference. Well, interviews on national television. Remember, we had the big old thing, with the steroid interview that he did before. He had the other interview um, that he did on television. So, Missing Man has acted out on national television as well. Not. I, I quote: "You hear Missing Man say, i 'I'm not going to take this fucking shit.' Probably not. Probably didn't steroid. Probably didn't steroid. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, is if Tony Khan wants to be taken serious, he needs to start acting like a fucking businessman. Fucking wear a suit. Don't wear that fucking track jacket that you wear all the time. Do something with your fucking hair. Stop hugging your wrestlers like you're some type of love-struck fan and act like a fucking boss. We got to get some of the backstage footage of uh, their... I've never seen Mustafa hug any of his talent. <laughs> exactly what the fuck dude but um chris black since you weren't on with me and uh, mustafa for the live show do you want to give like your overall thoughts on the grand slam pay-per-view as a whole i know we talked about pages return we, we didn't really no need for us to get into everything if you guys missed me and Xero mustafa giving you guys our thoughts on grand slam be sure to head over to the facebook page and you guys can check that out Okay, overall, um, John Moxley as champ, not surprised. Um, Jericho winning the Ring of Honor Championship, very surprised, and I'm not sure I get that move. Because I can understand you're saying, hey, you want a name, blah, 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 but guess what? Ring of Honor isn't new. 
Sure, you want to bring new eyes to it, but you don't even have a Ring of Honor show. You're just spotlighting, quote-unquote, Ring, Ring of Honor talent on your AEW show. What the fuck is Chris, Chris Jericho on an AEW show going to do for Ring of Honor, even as their champ? I want to ask you something, though, because me and Mustafa talked about this on um, the show yesterday. And actually, you guys will be able to find that on our YouTube channel. It's actually going to be taken down from the Facebook page and be uploaded to the YouTube channel. So head over to the Saturday Night Slamcasters YouTube channel. But um, for all those people, when Jonathan Gresham lost the belt to um, Castanoli, Castanoli or whatever, everybody was like, oh, you know, he took the belt off Jonathan Gresham because Claudio is, is, is a bigger name, and so it helped with the TV show. And now to see him lose the belt to Jericho, it's like um, Jonathan Gresham kind of proven right a little bit. I mean, are they going to have a Ring of Honor television show? That's why you want to put Jericho as the figurehead like it did when AEW first started? I don't know. It's probably Even if they're going to do that, I'm not sure. If they're going to do that, if they're going to, you know, do the whole Ring of Honor thing where um, they want to put somebody as the figurehead or whatever, then give it to Daniel Bryan. I was just going to say that. Like, I would rather them had switched that and had Moxley defeat Chris Jericho for the AEW championship and then have Daniel Bryan defeat Claudio because Daniel Bryan makes sense. I mean, Bryan. <laughs> My bad. Um, have him win it because he spent a big chunk of time in ring up. Well, have we finished the feud between Jericho and Bryan Daniel? I hope so. Don't they still have a rubber mat? Aren't they one and one? Uh, I can't even keep track. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Does Does AEW have direction? I I don't know. I'm I. So when it comes to the ROH stuff, no. I think I think Tony Khan's gonna put that belt and see who the executives want to bite on. But in order for them to get that deal, I think they're gonna have to do a big pay per view show. And put something together, but we really don't even know who the ROH roster is. Who do we know now? I guess now Chris Jericho by default champion. Cole Commander. <laughs> and um and Samoa Joe. Who else? Um Daniel Garcia. Because he beat Wheeler Yuta. Uh, yeah. So Danny Garcia. Who's the women's am, champ? I, which I am interested in that, and I heard that there's a rumor that they may combine the ROH and the pure title. They might get rid of the pure championship, which I don't want to see. I actually like the pure title. I like the pure pure title. Yeah, it's different. You know what? To be honest, though, now that we're talking about who's actually in Ring of Honor, and even, you know, I know we just talked about this a second ago, but Coca Cabana being over there, I think that's a better move for Coca Cabana because Coca Cabana spent a big chunk of his time in Ring. Is Colt a draw? And I'm not shitting on the guy. No, I'm just saying, but like, if you're going to put him somewhere, that, that makes sense. And when you're sitting there naming the people that are on the Ring of Honor roster, I mean, you still got Dalton Castle, or you still got the boys, you still got all those people. It's actually not a terrible roster. Dude. Not <sighs> but I actually don't think having Daniel Garcia, Will or Yuta, and all those guys over there, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think they actually, maybe, might be building a stacked roster. 
Now what they do with it? We'll see. Truth be told, Cole Cabana fits more with NWA. <laughs> Is that a, I don't know if that's a soda. <laughs> it's a compliment. They should put Matt Cardona. Facts. I think he'd be a major asset. Hell yeah. Especially this version of Matt Cardona. Hell yeah. Even though I know a lot of people are talking about what is he doing for the NWA, but, you know, NWA has had a couple of missteps. Like, they had the whole control your narrative invasion thing, and now control your narrative is actually in the trash. And actually, you know what? First, like, I know, I want you to give your thoughts, and then we can close. I want to talk about the the EC3 and Velveteen Dream drama. Oh, wow. Hold on, wait, wait. I still got something I want to say about about, uh, Grand Slam. So, Chris Black, go ahead. About Grand Slam? Yeah, go ahead and finish your thoughts on Grand Slam. Well, I mean... You didn't get all your thoughts out yesterday? Well, I'm just going to close because, again, it, it was... It, was, it wasn't bad, but it was, it was a whole lot of title changes and whatever. It's whatever. I like the acclaim winning the tag team titles, although that match was not as good as it was on the pay-per-view, but of course the pay-per-view was overshadowed by the whole drama backstage afterwards. So, um, what, what did you think about the great Buddha? I like that. It was a nice touch because of the whole black mist spitting at the house of black, specifically Malachi black used to do. So I think that was a nice little touch. Um, Soraya didn't expect her to show up. And this is all I'm going to say about that. I don't want to be all doom and gloom and cryptic or say anything that's, well, hell, I, I might think I've already almost got us canceled so far. What, what the hell? Um, I really hope that she doesn't die in the ring. Because, well, I mean, I'm, I understand every situation is different, but Mm, when they're saying things like, if you're not cleared by WWE, just work for AEW. <sighs> not to say WWE doctors are the best, the world's best, or anything like that. They're just playing it safe. But I just really hope she's safe and does not injure herself or possibly die in the ring for a pop. And I get everybody's circumstances are different. But, you know, to see a 60-year-old man come back and have the thing that he has, but we also know that Paige's situation was just naturally messed up and then just made worse. Like she got goliosis, then she got all the injuries to her to her spine from wrestling and everything. Plus, I'm sorry, I think there's a lot of recklessness in uh, AEW. I'm not not to say that wrestling isn't dangerous because we all know firsthand how dangerous wrestling can be. But like even like Ruby Soho has to get surgery because her nose was broken at two different places because of that fucked up spot that happened between um, her and like Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti. And then we've had Britt Baker just get shit beat out of her every time she goes out there. You know what? She's Britt, good at that. I got to give Britt Baker credit because she's had a broken leg, she's had a broken wrist, she's had at least Two broken noses, but she still showed up to fucking work. (laughs) 
Like she didn't like she's the pretty girl and you wouldn't expect for her to be able to take all of that shit. But she gets out there and she still continues to just bust her ass every time. And I saw um what was it? Um it was um Dave Alvarez yeah, Alvarez or whatever. He was like, Can we please stop killing Britt Baker? Yeah. Um Yeah. Is she's becoming Moxley where she's gotta bleed every match, but I guess a lot of it's hard way. It's hard way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, is that because they're reckless? I just, I don't think the women take as many risks as the guys, just that, I, I don't know. You guys are the professionals, so you tell me. Does it seem like the, maybe because they're giving the women such short time out there, does it seem like the women are rushing? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Even when you had the women wrestlers who were just incredible in NXT, I'm talking days of the four horsewomen, how many times did they get their nose busted? But that's what I'm asking. Like, remember, there was an emphasis in WWE. Women were given time. Women are given time right. pretty much down there. Does it feel like the AEW women are rushing when they're out there in the ring just trying to hit? No, a different R word, reckless. Okay. I, I was just asking the question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, there's a... Because that's, that's the argument I've seen, is that in that the women in AEW just can't get over no matter what they do. Like, so now they're trying to do all these spots to try to pop the crowd and get the crowd. And, and that's the thing, is like, if they're trying to just do like a, a strong style thing where they're blasting each other in the face... Look, you don't have to do that. There's a way. That's this is where pro wrestling is an art form. There's a way to kick a guy in the face without actually fucking blasting him in the fucking face and busting his nose up. Yeah, but also part of it in AEW, as far as the fan reaction to them, is that they are not given the TV or microphone time to really get themselves over. They just show up and have matches. We'll have good matches. I'm not. Like I'm not saying go to the extreme and have like two minute matches like the divas used to, but I mean they're given a good five ten minutes at times. You don't have to kill each other to get over. You really don't. Mustafa, what was the question? Never. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you gave your thought. Uh, what did you want to add about Grand Slam, Mustafa? Because you said you had something you wanted to add. I just want to say. Scissor me. <laughs> Did you buy your shirt? I want to buy the shirt, but I can't wear that shirt everywhere. You got to wear it everywhere. Right. Why you got to wear it everywhere? You wear the Walmart like every other rest of Mark. Do you like what? <laughs> They'll probably but, think you're grooming out there. <laughs> but yeah, right. You know you're gonna, you know someone's gonna walk up to you and do the scissor me thing. Got to. You have to. That's gonna be the yeah. That'd be the easiest shirt to to bring out the wrestling fan and people. It's almost like if you see somebody in a Stone Cold shirt, it always gets a reaction. Right. Yeah, but then it'd be some like soccer mom. It'd be like, <laughs> oh, like, why are you wearing that to the PTA meeting? <laughs> I was gonna say I love like I said yesterday. I love that moment. Great moment for them guys. Yes, like you said, that first match was a lot better than uh, the second match, but. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Keith Lee uh, went down a couple notches for me, brother. <laughs> he went down further, right? <laughs> well, I mean... Now he's down there with the queen. Oh, damn. 
Talk about getting canceled. That's the reaction I get. It's been a good run. Actually, don't we have a? Yeah, we got our anniversary coming up. Or hold on, actually, is this our anniversary? <laughs> oh, sh- is it? What well, I think it is September. I think we started in September. I think this might be our anniversary show. We don't keep track of these things. We're, we're like an old married couple, right? And all of us are our husbands. So <laughs> grand opening, grand. Closing. Good four year run. Uh, now I gotta look it up, but um, yeah. So let's go ahead and close out on the Velveteen Dream versus EC3. Oh, so I'll start off with the story. Does anybody want to look up what Velveteen Dream his response to EC3? I'll tell the I'll basically sum up the story, but I I want somebody to read verbatim what the Velveteen Dream. Well, I mean, we can we play it? I got it. Oh, yeah, we can play it too. Play it. All right, let me grab it. All right, well, do you want me to set up the scene of what EC3 had to say? Oh, oh, uh, he deleted it from his Instagram. So I know that I know that's why I said I'm gonna just break down what he <sighs> said. Oh, but it's on Facebook though. Oh, okay, they got found. If you do that, I'm gonna do that. Actually, yes, this is our um. Four year anniversary show. Yay. September 28th was the first promo that dropped for the podcast. So, and then September 29th was the first. So, four four years, people, that means you need to go out there and get four of your friends to follow the Saturday Night Slamcasters podcast. It's funny that that, that just hit me. Like, hold on. This is our anniversary show. Yeah, four. Four years, 2018, we started, September 29th. So, wow. Who would ever think? So, EC3 was telling a story about pretty much why he doesn't mess with the Velveteen Dream. He was saying he was having a party at his home and down in Florida, down in Orlando, and there was a bunch of other wrestlers there and a bunch of other people. And he went into the bathroom, and he noticed that a cell phone was set up in there, and it was recording. And it was like set up in a way that it could record people as they went to the bathroom. Um, and so he said he deleted the, um, he picked it up, stopped the recording, deleted all the all the recordings from it, and then sat there and just watched to see who went into the bathroom. And then when people come out the bathroom, you go in there and see if the phone had been taken. And so when he noticed that the Velveteen Dream went in there, I can't remember his real name, but. Um, Patrick Clark. Yeah, Patrick Clark. When he saw that he had went in there and came out, and he went in to go check that the phone had been retrieved, so he didn't call him necessarily out at the party, but he told everybody that it was time for everybody to go and everything like that. And then after that, he let everybody know what had happened that he had found a camera in the bathroom that was recording, but he had deleted all of the footage and everything like that. So then there being murmurs and everything about like that backstage. So it was like a a secret amongst the wrestlers about Velveteen Dream and what he had allegedly done at this party. So he, so EC3 releases this story to the media and Patrick Clark, who has been in trouble with the law very recently for a bunch of things, um, possession of substances, driving legally, like pretty much what hasn't he done 
recently to have him in trouble with the law. Um, but he did issue a statement in response to EC3, so whoever has that pulled up, go ahead and play it or whatever you're going to do. All right. Uh, it's about three minutes and 36 seconds. There's no fog. Is this thing on? He look rough in this video. Is this thing on or something? <laughs> what okay, a way to so start. Let me explain something to everybody. First of all, to everyone who has sent their uh, well wishes and their respects and their love toward me, I just want to say thank you very much because I love you all and I appreciate you all and the support means the world to me. Okay. Sounds like Chris Black. And God works in amazing ways, okay? Definitely does. I'm trying to help my old man out on a computer, and I just type in WWE, right? Tell me why. The first thing I see is EC3 has talked to the dirt sheets. I guess since I'm on TMZ now, I'm somebody again. EC3 has gone to the dirt sheets saying that, uh, if you haven't seen it, he had a party at his house one night. And if I'm to be correct, this was about uh, 2017, 2018 EC3. And uh, I'm not going to tell people who was at this party out of respect for our mutual friends. But one of our mutual friends is a former NXT talent that no longer works for the WWE. And the other person is a Monday Night talent who used to wrestle talent for NXT. Okay, Mike. EC3, you go out here, after I give you the best match you've ever had in your entire career, you go out here and you, and you dirt, I'm tired of people throwing dirt on my name. Throw this dirt on my name saying that I tried to record you in your bathroom. Let's be honest, Mike, you're leaving out a lot of details. What were we doing that night, Mike? What type of powder was on the table, Mike? Okay, okay, let's be real. But let's not leave out all the details. We were all drunk. You were pissy drunk because you were in your place. You were damn near passed out in the corner. You and your homegirl, whichever chick you were screwing at the time, okay? And the other two people, our mutual friends were there. I left my phone on your bathroom counter. And because you were not sure of my sexuality at the time because of the character I played on TV and because we're not friends in real life at all, okay? You try to accuse me of recording you in your own home. So what did I do? I went to our mutual friend who no longer works for the WWA, former NXT talent. And I showed him my phone and had him go through my photos and videos and my recently deleted just to prove to you and the other person that was there who, because I respect him and he has a job, okay? I'm not gonna put him out there, okay? I had him prove to you that I was not recording. Cocaine is a hell of a drug, EC3. Get your shit together. And if anyone would like to uh, go to my friends list right now and check out who follows me, because I'm not following him, EC3 is a follower of mine. I would think, I would really think that if you thought that much of me, that you couldn't trust me, you definitely wouldn't be following me on social media, on Instagram, all these years later, EC3, you're pathetic. Now control that narrative, you asshole. <laughs> Not the nose candy. Oh, yes. a hell of a drug. How often have we heard that in wrestling? <laughs> right. Lucas. All right. Do you want my Tony Connors like, get this guy on the phone. 
<laughs> Go ahead, Mustafa. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that this did or did not happen. But what makes me believe that this did not happen is, is well, no, let me not say it. Let me give you my Say it. We're getting canceled. I know, right? This is our last show. Might as well go out with a bang, baby. Okay. I don't care what the situation I don't care if you fear that your somebody's going to take your job, you're going to lose your job. If somebody is doing some suspect, pedophile-ish, anything like inappropriate like that, you got to report that. Like, I'm tired of this whole, oh, I knew this person was doing this. I didn't say nothing. And then they went out there and raped a bunch of kids or molested a bunch of kids. I'm tired of that shit in 2022. People need to start speaking up. I don't believe this story one bit only because if this really happened, EC3 should have said something. If this guy is inappropriately recording people in the bathroom, and he feels that it, you didn't. Someone would have got their ass whipped that night. So you're saying, um, think EC3 is lying. I think EC3 is lying. I think it's bullshit. I think he's just trying to listen. I think, he, and I like EC3, and I hate to say this about EC3, but why are you coming up with this now? This happened in 2017, 2018. We're talking about four to five years later. You've been even gone for the WWE for, what, the last two years at least? Why is this story just coming up? This is why I'm saying he's trying to control the narrative. Yes, he is. Oh, all this stuff happened to Patrick Clark? Oh, let me just say, okay, this happened. And it might have really did happen. Maybe it did. So you're saying you're doing it for the clout? Yeah, you didn't tell it. Well, your narrative is sinking, so he's got to do something to stay relevant. There's one thing I'm passionate about in this life is that I'm tired of these sick fucks out here that are getting away with bullshit because people aren't speaking up. I'm tired of these fucking kids coming up talking about they've been touched, they've been molested, shit like that, and adults have known them. That is your responsibility as an adult to report when creepy shit like this happens because that's how you protect these fucking kids out here. That's how you protect these babies. That shit pisses me off to no end and the fact that he didn't say anything, he is just as bad as the person that perpetrated the crime. You know what? I'm not going to say EC3 that I don't believe EC3. I think that there's truth in both of their stories and one of the things that Patrick Clark kind of showed there is that he will burn down the Carter. He's going to take people down with him. <laughs> So if you report him, he's going to like, well, everybody was doing coke at the Well, okay. Here's to me, this is what, this is why that whole, the whole story sounds kind of weird because, okay. So if, if you're doing number one, if you're doing cocaine, um, I don't think you want anyone with their phone out recording anything. That's number one. Number two, we all know that it's taboo when whatever activity is going down in the bathroom. Don't pull your fucking phone out. Also, think about that too. He might not have been trying to be a, a pervert and watch people piss. He might have been trying to get blackmail footage. But okay, and the whole oh check my phone. Everyone's hip to the whole 
delete, delete the motherfucking uh, recent photos. Everyone's hip to that. And then the other thing is, like you were saying about, well, EC3 said that he told people after the fact about what he had found. The fact that none of them spoke up, like if there's women at this party or whatever, like nobody went to go tell management. Like it just, everybody just kept that shit. So is this unknown? Is this unknown person Adam Cole? Oh, I want to <laughs> delete it and put the phone back. No, I'd have been out the bathroom. Who phone is this? Look at this shit right here. Rewind, play. Right. It's or they in the house. They got the cocaine on the table. In they know. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell shit. But I'm finna tell everybody the shit that's on this phone though. Now can't nobody say you know because you can't talk about. This. Of doing the cocaine, they got jobs. I understand that, but still, I'm a, I'm not gonna put the phone back and wait to see who come out. No, somebody name on this phone. Oh yeah, yeah, and it was easier ways to find out who phone it is. You just put it in your pocket and at the end of the night. Somebody be like, "Hey, have you seen my phone? Have you seen my phone? Can somebody call my phone?" <laughs> but here, okay, like like Mustafa was saying though, if if there was a phone in the bathroom and you picked it up and it was recording. You check that shit right away. And then you say, whose fucking phone is this? Which one of you sick motherfuckers was recording us taking pisses? That's why, again, this, this is why the story doesn't make any sense. I do you one better, Chris. You get the phone. You stop the video. You go to the beginning of the video. Guess what's going to be on the beginning of the video? Set it up. The person setting up the video. Bam, you got the person. Right. Okay, Bullshit. So- Lying to you. Or you were just so high, you ain't know what the fuck was going on. So none EC, of it. So EC three will be here putting on a um a clinic. Are we gonna get him for the interview? What clinic? He's he's coming to um Milwaukee to do a. Or I don't think he's coming to Milwaukee. But Mustafa would know better than I do. I know he's coming here to do one of the uh, Great Lakes Championship wrestling. No, no, he's not wrestling. He's coming to teach or whatever. Oh. He's doing a seminar. Yeah, seminar. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Can we get EC3 on the pod? I doubt it. Um, <laughs> look, someone else. I can't. I can't take credit for this. Someone else said that or suggested that since Braun Strowman got signed and um, Karrion Cross got signed, why don't you bring in EC3 and then have a stable control your narrative in the WWE? Well, remember they already got the deal with NWA. They're already doing control. Uh, fuck them. The NWA ain't doing shit. Seriously, they're not doing anything. God damn, man. I'm, I tried. I tried. Y'all wrestling for the NWA? They, but they ain't doing shit right now. Like, I understand they're trying. I give them an A for effort for trying. I get, oh, sorry. Uh, e. I give them an E for effort for trying. But I understand the, the pandemic might have slowed down whatever little progress they had going. But ever since then, it's just like, what have they done? They've done nothing. It was crazy, man. We was all in power. Yeah. And like that shit was just quickly forgotten about. I actually got to go compare. I'm going to see who does better numbers. Dark, dark elevation. I think NWA needs to definitely step their game up. They need to. they They got the talent. They've got the lineage. They need to do something better. Billy, Billy. What the fuck are you doing over there? Do something with your product. 
Hell, maybe Tony Khan should have backed the NWA. I think Tony Khan wanted to build it all on his own, which he's done. I, I and, will give and him he's, credit. And it's going to burn the fuck down if he doesn't do something. Tony Herb Abram Khan need to get his shit together. Uh, random, random question. Who did Marco Khan at the party? Patrick Clark or EC3? <laughs> I guarantee this brother was chopping it up and sniffing it up in his car as a cop watched allegedly I think he was doing more hell he might have brought it to the party I feel so <laughs> bad for the dude man he was man remember everybody said he was next up John Cena close dude well you can't deny that the brother had talent he had that it factor and but he <laughs> pissed it up his nose now now the character that got the gimmick is out here with the- and it's a very poor replacement of velveteen dream that's okay we got to move right i think that's going to be one of those stories of uh the people that was a, a, a never never has been or whatever was what is phrase is I never was he was one of the greatest never was gonna be a could yeah basically because everyone can you imagine if he would have actually been something if they actually pushed him or whatever but we'll never know we'll never know what would have happened and yeah his he's like at this point Patrick Clark is like uh was it uh dick throwing guy he, it's, it's a rap for him Never going to be wrestling again. Never, ever. Interesting. So, AEW Dark Elevation gets better viewership than Dark, at least this week. 170,000 views to 144,000 views. And NWA gets what? Head it over there now. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'll that's also a thing that works against them when you type in NWA, it automatically goes to the rap group. Yeah. Episode. 73,000. They get half of what Dark and Dark Elevation. <laughs> and they got Bully Ray over there and Brian Myers, Chris Adonis, and Matt Cardona. Um. And your boy Tyrus. Oh. <sighs> Tyrus. <laughs> your favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'll still take him over. Um, what the fuck is his name? Shitty dude. Big tall shitty dude from WWE. Almost. I'll take him over almost. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. I think we're um, all done here. Like I said, if you guys want to hear the thoughts of me and Xavier Mustafa on the full Grand Slam show, including Wednesday and Friday night, we did do that recording over on Facebook, which is now re-uploaded over there on YouTube for you guys. So be sure to go over there to the YouTube channel and subscribe and give us a thumbs up and check that out. Hold on. No, hold on, hold on. Real quick, real quick. Thoughts, Ouija Primo. What are your thoughts of this guy? He kind of went viral. 
he was already going viral. That's how he got the shout out on. Uh... Right. So just when I say just thoughts, like, do you like the gimmick? Do you, uh, does it work as a comedy gimmick? Is it dumb? Is it the shits? What do you think? It's dumb, but it works as a comedy gimmick. It, it, if he goes places and he has merch, then, hey, I'm not mad at the guy. It's not something that I'm seeing on my television. <laughs> as Jim Cornette would say, it's not right. something I want to see on national television. But as far as at an indie show, I don't have... Yeah, you can, if you make your rounds on the indies, you can probably make a pretty good living. Short term, but you can probably make a pretty good living. No, just, worse, no worse than that Michael Jackson gimmick that the guy is doing. Yeah, but that's lasted a bit longer than it probably should. I don't know if you guys saw the Carlito match that he had. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, hey, let, let that man get his money. What are your thoughts, Mustafa? Pizza gimmick? Eh. It's okay. Yeah, I don't mind TV. But <laughs> it's cool. Got to get Silky Smooth versus him. Book it. Book, th- book it. See what he's charging. Actually, I don't even want that. I want um, I want Angel Armani. <laughs> Ooh. Hell yeah. Find out how much he's charging. <laughs> uh, that... <laughs> Book Armani and don't tell him. <laughs> I don't think Mustafa likes that idea. Mm, I don't know if it's going to work out at the end of the day, but you're Put him in a book. Book for the Black Friday Battle Royal. Have him in there with making pizzas in the middle of the Battle Royal. That could be interesting. That could be yeah. interesting in the Battle Royal. To have, um, to have a stick. Rick the stick in there, or Rick the stick in there with him, <laughs> trying to get the pizzas. <laughs> All right, I didn't want to derail the show. All right, that's normally Mustafa's cue. I don't know. I started. It's been. So, I feel like it's been so long. It's been two weeks. Not even two weeks. We did a bonus show. Go ahead. You can catch me at Xavier Mustafa on Facebook and on Twitter. Catch my solo podcast at Ixum Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. Yep, that's where you can find me. Follow me. You can find me. You can follow me at the Natural Chris Black on Facebook and on Instagram, and at the Natural underscore Nat CB. Sorry, the underscore Natural underscore CB on Twitter. And as far as my YouTube channel goes, I need to do some serious revamping. So as of right now, I'm not going to be putting up any content in the next, I don't know, couple months. There's, I just got to regroup, refocus, and do a better job than I have been. So in the meantime, um, any New Japan stuff will be put on our Saturday Night Slamcasters Facebook channel. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Man, you guys are rusty as hell, man. Y'all been stammering all night. Did y'all do some of that uh <laughs> mind your business start checking the bathroom y'all around <laughs> um, yeah you can catch catch me at slamcast te78 over on twitter you can also find us over on the saturday night slamcasters facebook page where you have an official page as well as a discussion board called the saturday night slamcaster slam board be sure to check out both of those go ahead and Follow the Slamcaster page and go ahead and 
join up with the slam board interact with us as well as other wrestling fans also you can check out our live videos over there so be sure to check out both of those if you're not already subscribed to our youtube channel make your way over there where we upload unique content as we said we're celebrating our four-year anniversary this week so thank you guys who've been rocking with us ever since the beginning of the show and for all you new listeners be sure to continue to follow us and share us with your other friends who are interested in professional wrestling we try to make it fun and you know keep you guys well informed we drop every second and fourth saturday of the month um like i said be sure if you guys are interested in what me and Xavier mustafa had to say about grand slams you definitely go and check out that video over on the youtube page and just some housekeeping notes for you guys 2023 plan on doing a lot of major things and major revamping of the show there's going to be a lot more activity over on the youtube channel we're trying to bring you guys more interviews more reviews, more unique content, and everything like that. So be sh- so if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, now is the time to definitely join up. That is going to be a heavy emphasis for us in 2023, and we definitely want to make sure you guys don't miss any content at all. Other than that, we up out of here. Thank you for rocking with us. I'll let your boys come get slammed. Peace. <laughs>